Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 353, covering Carpenter Street and Chosen Realm. Matt, would you say this is the worst week of all, or, or just the worst week so far? See, here's the thing, Al. You can always get worse. Can you? Uh-huh. You can. Is there a further rock bottom than the rock bottom we're currently at? I made this point several weeks ago. This barrel has no bottom. It's just more scraping. Oh, God. Hi, friends. It's us. And we're... Uh, well, you can tell. We're tired it's, and angry. Uh, we just want to be done with this. Enterprise is fucking garbage, you guys. All of yeah. it. Uh, I, I mean, most of it. We've seen a handful of good episodes, and only if you have a very, very tiny hand. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was a trick. Yeah, probably. To lure us into a false sense of security about whether or not the show is going to be terrible. It's all fucking bad. Well, yeah, because the ones we kind of liked were very early. Mm-hmm. So that's like the candy leading into the witch's house, and then they slam the door. We've legit watched uh, what the internet has proclaimed to be two of the best episodes of the show, and they were fucking terrible. What was the other one? Um, I don't remember. Okay, fair enough. I think it might have been two trips. Mm, that's one that Flonk liked, but I don't know that the internet liked it, just our friend liked it. Mm, that's fine, too. And, you know, we're going to disagree with our friend from time to time. But when a large consensus of Star Trek fans says this is a good episode and we disagree. Oh, that was the um, uh, Archers in the Future and T'Pol's is made, but just kidding. Oh, God. The one that everyone said is like the best the one. The best episode. Yeah. Uh, no. Just no. It's not very good. No, it's not. And I mean, we're well past the halfway point. Uh-huh. Then, you know. What, 60 episodes or so of the show? I mean, we've seen more Enterprise than we haven't. Yeah, so that's what I mean. We're, we're halfway through season three. That's something. Yeah, I wouldn't call us experts, but I wouldn't call us not experts. I, I mean, as far as Star Trek goes, I think... Oh, as far as Star Trek goes. We've seen and analyzed more Star Trek than most people have, I think. Certainly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Enterprise might still have further down to go. Mm-hmm. Who knows? This week, definitely, it went a little further. Yep. I, I sure mean, fucking did. I, I, I didn't want to speak for you, but in my summary, I even say, well, Matt hasn't seen it yet, but I think <laughs> think he probably hates this, and if then I you saw it and guess. you hate it. It's like, oh, look. Uh-huh. Look, he did. But uh, before we get to that one, let's talk about the first one. Let's talk about, uh, well, it's an excellent title that you can already guess is going to lead to a great episode. Matt, tell us about Carpenter Street, fucking- won't you please? Before I start, you assigned these last week, and I just look at the title of a fucking Carpenter Street. Great. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I said, hey, do you want the other one? Do you want Chosen Realm? Because that sounds like some Brandon Braga bullshit to me. I mean, look, no one's saying no one's saying either of these is better than each other. They're both fucking garbage. But like Carpenter Street, they they do this. They uh, hey, do you, do you like space? Well, too bad. <laughs> All right. Tell us tell us what happens. All right, so in 2004... Wait, that can't be right. It's 2154. No? No, look at that. In 2004. Okay, fine. In 2004, a Hawaiian-shirted scumbag named Loomis propositions a hooker and then drugs her and takes her back to a seedy warehouse. Star Trek! <laughs> 
Meanwhile, in the future, Archer is visited by the ghost of Christmas Future, a.k.a. Daniels, who has a time mission for him. Apparently, a team of lizard Zendi are hiding in 2004, presumably to catch the last episode of Becker. They're also <laughs> stealing people's blood, because that's where we are with Enterprise. Aliens stealing people's blood. With the help of previously mentioned scumbag Loomis and his filthy, dirty phone... Uh... That sentence just ends. All right, fine. So Archer and DePaul, definitely the best plus one for a trip to the past, but with her not being human and all, head back to 2004, where in less than an hour, they steal a truck, rob an ATM, and torture Loomis until he leads him to the warehouse. It's okay, though. They also buy him a triple meat burger from Burgerland. Yes, Burgerland. Home of the triple bacon salad and the meat shake. Ba-da-da-ba-ba. So Loomis brings Archer into the warehouse under the pretense that Archer is his next blood bag. They leave Archer behind so the Zendi can steal his blood. And I don't know, I haven't been kidnapped very often, but as a rule, I generally try to keep the amount of blood I came in with the same as the amount I leave with. Of course, I'm also not a famous starship captain. Back in the car, T'Pol fights Loomis over a cigarette and then joins Blood Drain Archer to chase an alien across a rooftop. After much lasers, the Zindi are captured and sent back to the future, and Loomis is arrested. Meanwhile, also in 2004, a young Matt and Al find one another vaguely amusing on a message board, and a legend is born. Oh, I guess that is when we sort of met, isn't it? It's around then, yeah. Well, look at that. Let's just talk about that for an hour. Like, hey, remember our old message board shenanigans? Oh, yeah. That would be more interesting than this. <sighs> yeah. This fucking, this fucking show, so, man. The the thing, I, I've mentioned this a lot lately, basically because I realized it a few weeks ago, that mm. the thing I hate the most about the show is just how it takes itself so fucking seriously. Like with the Zindi Council and a couple weeks ago, or last week with the Cowboy episode. Yep. It's like, this is exactly the problem we had with the Cowboy episode, which is like, okay, great, fun, fish out of water, let's send them to the past. Like, there's a, there's a long history of this in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. There's there's the like the original crew going back to the 60s a couple of times yep. and then going back to the 80s in the the uh, Star Trek four. And then there's the Voyager going to the 90s. Yep. Uh, they're fun. Uh, the first part of Time's Arrow where Data's fucking around in 1800s America. Like there's there's some fun. Yeah, time there's, a, there's, stuff a, to be there's done. a precedent for this. And it's usually, you know, you get some decent episodes like that. You get that fish yeah, out of bad thing. The bad guy doesn't matter so much. It's mostly just what does future man think of the past? Mm. And it's funny. And here it was tedious and just like bleak and yeah. like handheld camera, very dark lighting. Like it was meant to look like a cop show. It looked and, like I, I made this comment on uh, on Twitter the other night. But if I wanted to watch two people chase an alien across a rooftop, I could be watching X-Files. Yeah, but that at least Scully and Mulder like have uh-huh. interesting chemistry. Yeah, they sure do. Archer and T'Pol do not. Uh, yeah, they sure don't. And I don't even like X-Files that much, but I acknowledge that those two are great to watch together. Oh, yeah. Just, and yeah, I mean, this plot could have been out of the X-Files. Aliens stealing people's blood? <laughs> really? Actually, that would be too stupid for X-Files. Skelly, I think these aliens are stealing people's blood. Uh, well, gee, Mulder, Mulder that's fucking stupid. Mulder, what are aliens going to do with human blood? They Presumably, they have their own blood. Well, they'll take it and go into space with their friend Sasquatch, and... <laughs> the truth is out there, Scully. And I'm 56 now. <laughs> yeah, me too, but I don't look it. Oh, no. She's 10 years younger than him. Oh, is she really? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have no idea. 
I did watch the one funny episode they did in this last run uh, on your recommendation, and I quite yeah. enjoyed it. Well, Darren those Morgan are the ones I like. That's pretty much all. I, yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And this show could have been more like that, and it would have been more entertaining because yeah, just the, get a sense of humor, guys. Get just some, some self-awareness. Some fucking levity, man. That's all I'm asking yeah. for. Instead, we get more of fucking Archer torturing guys. I'm so sick oh, of this shit, man. So much of that. Yeah. Oh, just. Uh. And okay, what even? Like, I tried to explain this. Um, uh, our friend Nate is is visiting here mm-hmm. this weekend, and I he won't watch Enterprise because we say it's terrible and it looks terrible <laughs> to him, and he has better things to do with his time. And I, hey, good on you, man. Hey, Nate, you want to watch Enterprise with us? No. Why on earth would I want to? God, do that? no. I'll come back for Discovery, and mm-hmm. and Nate will be rejoining us for Discovery. By the mm-hmm. way, if, if, for those of you. Uh, in, you in the listening audience who enjoyed Nate, we do too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be rejoining us then. Um, but uh, so I tried to describe this episode and he's like, okay, but why were the aliens stealing blood? Uh, I don't know. I what, literally who, asked who you sent that them back go, and why? I literally asked you that question when we got online. I'm like, by the way, before we talk about this, I should probably know why they wanted blood in the first place. Well, and okay. As far as that goes, they were trying to get one of each blood types so they the zindi could make their like biological weapon that could kill all humans they're making they're making a blood bomb yes but it doesn't like i still don't know why the zindi want to kill humans Mm -hmm. that hasn't been made very clear except that they think we're going to do it first yeah but there's no indication that we are and that doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. and then daniels gets involved even though the temporal cold war thing has nothing to do with this he and is on pause apparently like Yes. Can I Although buy the- that? Doesn't make sense in mm-hmm. in light of time travel either. No. By the way, I fucking hate Daniels. I you've made that clear, but you yeah. should definitely say it again. Uh, I fucking hate Daniels. I hate 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 having the dude from the future who comes back at random points just to be all like, "By the way, don't do this." It's like the mm-hmm. fucking Great Gazoo just showing up. Well, this is your bad thing, right? Mm. This is my, my bad thing. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I fucking hate fucking Daniels. Just mm-hmm. don't. You have to go back in time now, dum dum. Here's the thing, though. The Great Gazoo was kind of funny. Like it was a bad idea at the end of a series that mm. made no sense in context of that series. But in Star Trek terms, the Great Gazoo was their cue. Daniels yeah. is no cue. Can, can we talk about how bland this motherfucker is? That's what I'm saying. The guy who pops up and sends you on crazy time travel adventures should be interesting. Like, put him in a silver jumpsuit or something for Christ's sake. Oh, no, no, no. They did that once and you hated it. Oh, that's right. (laughs) All right. No, so there's no no fix in this asshole. It's it's partially in the writing and partially in the acting. There's just nothing there. He looks... Also, I don't understand why he's doing anything. He looks like the sad white motherfucker who works at Burgerland. Uh, We thought he was the Ensign Sad Sack. Yep. Oh, I'm from the future. Yeah. And I, I never understand why he's there or what's motivating mm-hmm. him to do anything. And I don't like I don't get this. I don't get why the best solution for the Zindi have gone back in time to Earth is to also send Archer back in time. Why don't you do it? You're yeah. a fucking time traveler. You stop them. Well, and like if you're going to have him show up to be all you have to go. The Zindi are fucking around. You have to win this war. Like where the fuck was he when Archer got bonked on the head and like started forgetting days and shit like why the mm-hmm. fuck isn't this dude just showing up every week to like, oh, you got to do it this way. 
Yeah, they have a magic reset button whenever they want, so yeah. why don't they use it all the time? I mean, this this we've been talking about that. Like, anytime Star Trek does that kind of thing, like, way back in Next Gen when they cured a disease with the transporter, we're like, well, I guess there's no more diseases. Yeah, no, way to, way to, uh, way to cure all disease, guys. Nice job. Yeah, but then they forgot about it the next week, and I think Daniels shows up when the writers remember that that's a thing. I mean, use Daniels just... in a while. Let's, uh, uh, let's put him in. Good. Never do it. It's terrible. Also... Daniels. Daniels. Just like That's even, the thing. Even the name's unremarkable. He's he's this show's Q, though, isn't he? Mm, I guess. The guy who pops up a couple times a season and sends you on a crazy adventure. Yeah. Like, that. this is what this show does in response to, like, one of the greatest goofy-ass characters in Star Trek. Well, here's the thing. Q had charisma. Daniels has uh -huh. literally nothing. Uh, maybe he does, and uh, Archer has no charisma, so he's got nothing to work with. Ah, that's true. Or maybe they both have no charisma and they create a charisma sinkhole <laughs> that sucks all the charisma in. Ugh. Also, as you point out in your summary, why would you send T'Pol back to 2000s Earth? Seriously, it's like, man, I got a, uh, got a ticket to go back in time. Who should I take with me? Uh, who's the, well, Phlox is busy, so I guess I'll pick the second least human looking person. Mm-hmm. You know who would have loved to have gone back in time? Trip. Uh, I mean, obviously. And I know how all the technology works here. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is like he grew up in Florida, which is usually about a hundred years behind everyone else anyway. Uh huh. So he would have fit right in. Hey, they got cars. I got a car back home. He would have fucking. He would have fucking broken into that car in about ten seconds. Uh huh. Also, so their their uh, tricorders can hotwire cars and uh, cheat ATMs. Mm hmm. Really? Yep. That's an app. You can buy that. They just downloaded oh. them before they left. Yeah, but how How do you buy it if they don't have money? Ah, fuck. No, yeah. Don't things have money now still? I have no idea. Also, I don't care. That's true. <laughs> That's the problem with any, like, interesting debates we could raise on Enterprise. I always get to that point where, like, fuck it. Who, what's the difference? It's just like, mm, I don't really care enough to continue this conversation. If I pull on any thread relating to Archer, it still leads back to Archer. So it's like, blech. I just, like, I've been making excuses for Bakula this whole time. Like, yeah. I know there's a good actor there, and I still think he's a good actor. Mm -hmm. But I'm done. I'm, it's, I don't like Archer. I'm never gonna like Archer. Yeah. He sucks. Just, and episodes like this are why? Because he goes back in time and tortures people. Yeah. Why? And, like, this dude, <laughs> this dude ended up going to prison, too. Like. Yeah. You're well, I mean, this dude was kidnapping people to help steal their blood. Listen, nobody's... He deserved to go to prison. Nobody's saying he doesn't deserve to go to prison. If you steal blood, you should go to prison. Like, Yeah, blood theft is a crime in any country and era. Exactly. But, like, you know, you're also changing history. Well, that's true, too. But he doesn't know that. Yeah. Sending some he scumbag to prison. Like, what if that scumbag kid grows up to cure cancer or something? Well, now we got cancer. Uh-huh. Good. Good job, Archer. You Good. gave everyone cancer. Great. But the One whole Temporal thing. Cold War thing, it's its just another example of how the Temporal Cold War is very poorly thought out. Mm -hmm. Go back in time for some reason. Well, at th there's a line in this episode that's literally just, they're hiding in the past. What does that mean? Like, I guess? <sighs> hiding in the past. I, I mean... The past is not a place. They, they certainly can't fucking find you there, I guess. Uh, it has a it's a very sketchy view of time travel. Yeah. Which I is mean, already that's, pretty sketchy. 
I mean, Star Trek has always played pretty loose with that, and I'm okay with it if it tells a good story, but this does not. No. And the Bragas theory of time travel never has, because you get episodes like Year of Hell, mm-hmm. or Time and Again, or, you know, I don't know, there was a lot of Voyager time stuff that sucked too. Like Time, time, time. Yeah. Remember it's that. on my side. Yeah. Yes, it is. Parentheses, yes, it is. <clears throat> you remember that gra- that classic episode of Voyager, where no. they all sat around going, time, time. <laughs> well, they were working on their uh, Morgan Par- Freeman impressions. And then Paris fixed an alarm clock. That feels about right. Mm-hmm. This is just, like, again, l- like, bad lighting, and, I mean, not bad lighting, it was deliberately dark. Well, it looks like every, you know, you said it yourself, it looks like every cop show from then and also kind of now. Yeah, I don't love cop shows because they're all kind of samey to me. Yeah. And so now they're turning Star Trek into that. Archer and T'Pol, they fight time crime. Time crime. You know who was a better time cop than these guys? Jughead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. If Jughead Jones is better at you than anything, Mm -hmm. you need to rethink your life. Except eating hamburgers, like... Oh, no, no, no. He deserves that title. Yeah. That's why he has that crown. uh Uh-huh. He's the king of eating hamburgers. Mm Mm-hmm. (sighs) <sighs> so, my bad thing. God, I wish Jughead was in this show. Uh, you'd probably get CW Jughead. Uh, that's not great, but it's still better than this. Uh, he doesn't eat burgers, he kisses girls, and he is a, an aspiring film school student. Well, that's, is, scar- that's scarcely a Jughead at all. Who does super pretentious voiceovers, which to me, to me are hilarious, but they aren't very Jughead. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, that show, that whole show is a mess, but it's kind of a hot mess, I think. <laughs> I kind of love it, but I can't defend it. Anyway, my bad thing is, okay, we've talked a lot about Archer the Torturer, and we will talk more about it. Mm-hmm. But T'Pol is totally on board with all her roughing up this guy in the past, and they play bad cop, bad cop. Yep. Like, I think she's hugely out of character. She's completely cool with all the torture. She's extremely belligerent to dirtball past guy. Yep. Like, I've said before how any character could be any other character, and this is an excellent example of this. Everything she did in this episode could have been done by Trip or Malcolm or whoever. Like, there's nothing inherently to Paul apart from the hilarious question mark sequence when they're in the drive-thru of the imaginatively named Burgerland that you called out Mm -hmm. rightly. Yep. Uh, where they're like, uh, well, she's a vegetarian and she can't get anything without meat in it because they even put bacons in their salad. What? <laughs> Just, oh, God. And, the, like, that was the only vaguely to polish thing, and that could have been funny. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was like, have have you guys noticed that drive through speakers are hard to understand, and oh. also they always try to upsell things? Oh, and by the way, can I, if I could just mention the the woman on the other end of that fucking uh-huh. sounds like a goddamn Jerky Boys character. I thought it, it felt very Mad TV or SNL of that era, but yep. like like they're the bottom of the barrel. It's twelve fifty, and the show's almost over. Let's just run anything sketch. Who's got the worst Latina accent like that yeah, we can find? Let's do that one. Yeah. Who's the whitest the, person with the Latinaist accent? Yeah, Excellent. Nailed it. Yeah. You've done it again. I, but again, it was very tedious observational comedy about how they're hard to understand and they try to upsell things. Uh-huh. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed when you order a burger, they try to sell you a combo? Yeah, it's their fucking job. Yeah, like. It is annoying, but that's part of the. They game. have to or they'll get fired. Like. Yeah. 
I mean, I was making jokes about that too, like in my twenties, and now I look back and say, "Ugh, that was yeah. stupid. That wasn't funny." Star Trek doesn't. No, the, the, the Enterprise wouldn't know funny if it fucking stuffed a towel down its throat. <laughs> so, but but my good thing kind of ties into your bad thing. Mm-hmm. It sure does. I or, wait other way around. My bad I, thing ties into your good thing. Yes, I love how much she fucking hates that dude. Mm-hmm. Like it's hilarious. Like you can, as the episode goes on, she just keeps fuming at him. And I get See, it, man. I, I hate this guy I, too. I I fixed on how out of character it was, but if if you can get past that and enjoy it as kind of funny, yeah, I can see that. It, I just I couldn't get past how unto Paul it was, but oh, it's completely that, it out of funny. character. But yeah. like you know, I'll take what I can get in the in an episode this shitty. Like yeah. no, it was kind of funny to watch her side eye him while he just did his thing. Also, I ca- I didn't catch. Or I forgot that his name is Loomis, which is yeah. maybe less threatening than Daniels. Well, the thing, apparently I was on, uh, I was on Memory Alpha. There's a shit ton of um, uh, Halloween references in this episode. Okay. Like the main one, Loomis was the, the, the guy that was chasing down Michael Myers. Right. But like, there's like, there's a bunch more too. Okay. So well, like Carpenter Street, John Carpenter. Exactly. Um, I think it's like, he's got the same truck as like the one that okay. Mike Myers steals or but something. To- to what end? I have like, no fucking idea. All if I you're know, gonna, if you're gonna like do an homage to something, it should be that kind of a story, or like there should be a reason for it. Yeah, I don't get it at all. But like, there's like five different uh, Halloween references in this mo- in this episode. I mean, I'm all for that kind of stuff if if there's a purpose to it, or if it's supposed to be funny, or mm-hmm. if it's just hidden in there. But this just feels like whoever wrote this script saw Halloween and mm-hmm. decided. This I like, is fresh in my mind. I'm going to put this in the script. I like that movie. Like, the yeah, only reason okay. I noticed is because Loomis is such a unique name. It is. It it, it also sounds kind of dumb to me. Just, yeah, no, you're not wrong. It sounds like someone in a teen movie's little brother. Go home, Loomis. Now, if Loomis had spent the episode being like, you don't understand, he's the most evil creature alive. Yeah, that was played by that, Donald Pleasance. It would have been amazing. Yeah, but that's not what happened here. No. <laughs> if anything, I would call this guy, you can hate me for this, Donald Unpleasance. How can I hate you for the best joke ever? <laughs> oh, that's not the best joke ever. Uh, steamed hams, but it's all-star is the best joke ever. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about steamed hams, but it's all-star for a second? Uh, for an hour? I'd love to. Uh-huh. This is, I've gone down this rabbit hole of this stupid ass meme. I even made one myself mm-hmm. of just repurposing the uh, steamed hammer or Borealis scene from The yep. Simpsons. But someone auto tuned it to uh, Smash Mouth's All Star and it's fucking perfect. Steam That's all. <laughs> oh, Seymour, I found your house despite the direction. Yeah, let's just let's just talk about goofy ass internet memes we've seen rather than you know this delight fully devilish see more. <laughs> uh, my good thing, uh-huh. uh huh. There was lots of Porthos early in this episode before oh, they yeah. went back in time when we're still in the Enterprise, uh, and then uh, when as soon as they get to two thousand four, uh, mm-hmm. a, a dog when when they're trying to steal a car, a dog tries to bite Archer. Mm-hmm. So lots of dogs, get him, boy. That's a good boy too. He's doing a good job protecting his car. Yeah, you got you got both sides of of what I want from dogs, which mm-hmm. is being cute and uh, trying to attack the worst captain ever. Yep, yep. All of this is great. Yeah. 
<sighs> good, good boys. You know, you know what bothers me the most about Archer, I think? What's that? It's Because um, I go for the torture. Uh, no, I, I okay, I should re restate this. His legacy. Mm. Oh, yeah. The fact that on on um, Discovery, mm-hmm. the the only Star Trek show that has happened for them chronologically is Enterprise, so they can't really reference a lot of the later shows too much. Yeah. So several times now they've talked about what a great Captain Archer was and how they need to, like, do some things that, that only one great crew did before. And Yeah. Uh, no, there's a... Uh, there's a there's a moment early in the series where uh, Saru looks up like who are the best captains? What do they do? And one of them's yeah. Archer. Yeah, the most accomplished captains. And mm. It was like uh, Matt Decker. Yeah, Matt Decker uh, was in there. Uh, Philippa Pike Giorgio. Was in there. Yep. And then Archer. Yeah. Ugh, really? Ugh. <sighs> well, and Saru, then, yeah, this, buddy. This past week, without spoiling anything, mm-hmm. they said we're about to go on a mission that only one crew, the great crew of the NX01, mm-hmm. has done before. Like. Ugh. <sighs> They're not great. They're no, the they, opposite they, of great. They do it in the movies too. Like he gets a shout out in the first movie. Oh, and then uh, they wear those uniforms in the third one. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, you know, Chris Pine looks great in it, but look, that guy looks great in anything. Mm-hmm. So, I have a crush on Chris Pine. This is not. This is not news. <laughs> yep. You know who else wore one of those costumes? Balthazar Edison. Oh, right, that guy. Mm-hmm. Who was probably running around at this time. Yep. Around this time. Why can't we follow him instead? I gotta go on some space adventures. Oof, what is Zindi? <laughs> I hate all of the Zindi. I'll fight every one of them. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Watching Manchester United. <laughs> Someone make me James Bond. Right. I'm sorry about the Dark Tower. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> um. Let's see. Good things, bad things. Anything else? Uh, Not really. We both have the note, does this smell like chloroform to you, which made me happy. What is that from? I don't remember. I've made the reference a lot, and I know it's from something. Yeah. But. No, it's definitely from something, and I cannot remember. No, I I don't remember. Yeah. Um, Oh, one other note that I had was, um, this reminds me of, uh, you know, the whole uh, Bruce Timm universe of, like, started with Batman, and then Mm -hmm. they did Superman, then they did Justice League. Near the end of the Superman animated series, like the thir- I think it's the third season, the last season, uh, they did a lot fewer Superman stories, and they started bringing in other guys. Like Flash showed up, and Green Lantern mm-hmm. showed up, and it was very clear they were itching to do Justice League, and they were sick of doing Superman. It was yep. so clear. They just wanted to get started on the team show, and that's what this feels like, too. It feels like these guys don't want to be making Star Trek anymore, and they're desperately trying to make it a different show all the time. I really have gotten that feeling. Like, all of these episodes that open up, like, you know, this one opens up with a dude getting a hooker, and the last one mm-hmm. opened up with them, like, cowboys, and every time I'm just like, just Star Trek, for Christ's sake. Well, we said this in Voyager, too. Just mm. open with the ship, Captain's Log, and then yeah. go from there. That's not hard. Yeah. I mean, you think you're you're trying to be new and innovative and avoid the cliche, but at this point, it's a cliche to not do it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, anything else? Ugh, no. Got a quote? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, Archer, su- Archer sums up everything about Daniels. You said I'm supposed to play some crucial part in history. Does this have something to do with it? I wish I could say that it does, but I don't know. I told you, none of this was supposed to happen. You're not being very helpful. Uh, yeah, that's about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your alternate title? Uh, John and Paul's Bogus Journey. Oh, no, excuse me. That's Boring Journey. I don't know how I messed that up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, mine is 
Is Officer Meow Meow Squinty Face a loose cannon? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. (sighs) More BoJack references on this show. (laughs) This mystery has too many things. (laughs) That's my favorite quote from that show. (laughs) Trying to uncover some kind of a mystery. (laughs) This mystery has too many things. All right. Pushing on now to Chosen Realm. Chosen Realm. Enterprise is poking around in one of the Zindi Expanse's many space balls, no relation, when they come across some serious religious types. And once again, I can hear Matt's eyes rolling from across state lines. But these aren't your typical beating the dirt with a stick religious types, but are instead your typical worship technology like it's magic religious types. And if you thought Star Trek already said everything there is to say about that kind of society via the Bajorans... You are correct. We like the Bajorans for the most part. These guys, well, look, I'm writing this before Matt's even seen this episode, so I'm operating on a hunch here, but I think it's safe to say that we do not like these guys. Mm -hmm. Am I right about that? Okay. Nailed it. Okay. Also, did I mention they're suicide bombers? Because that's a whole thing, too. They want to blow up Enterprise for profaning their sacred space balls. Again, no relation. Also, one of them wants to get an abortion, which their society will not allow. But don't worry, before that can become a whole thing, it just sort of gets shuffled to the back and forgotten about. Which, all things considered, is for the best, given how the show handles anything at all, ever. The leader of these space fanatics forces Archer to choose which of his crew members will be murdered as a sacrifice to their god, or maybe as a punishment or something. I gotta be honest, I wasn't paying all that much attention. I was mostly trying to think of a clever way to combine Sophie's choice with Kobayashi Maru and seriously failing to do so. Anyway, he chooses himself because the show insists on telling us he's a hero despite all available evidence to the contrary. So he convinces the bad guys that Enterprise is an experimental, painless euthanasia machine called the Transporter, and please do not throw him into that briar patch or it would surely kill him. (laughs) Of course they do that, and of course he's fine. Then they take the ship back and bring the alien assholes to their planet, which has been, wait for it, reduced to rubble by centuries of extremist wars. The lesson here probably exists if you squint really hard like Archer, I guess. Okay, well, first of all, uh, Sofiashi's Maru. Thank you. Yeah. I I didn't try very hard. (laughs) Yeah. And secondly, yeah, fuck this episode. Just... Uh, fuck this I episode mean, it's, and it's hard hitting drama. It's like fucking we're really getting at the 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 issues, man. Yeah, because at this point, nine eleven was about two years old, and everyone was like, "Well, why do the Taliban hate us? What is their whole deal? What is the what is the deal with the you know why what is why why would you suicide yeah. bomb yourself rather than talk to someone?" And they I think they were trying to get into that, but they sure didn't. Oh boy, it's just terrible. Can I just lead with my bad thing? Oh, sure. Why are all the aliens jerks? Every <laughs> alien we ever meet is a jerk always. Why can't people just be nice for once? I ju- uh, there was there was the one time they met decent aliens that then Enterprise pissed off and they didn't like them anymore. Once. Ugh, like, one time. <laughs> I- I'm so sick of Enterprise's, like, everyone in space is an asshole. And also well, we're assholes. But that's we're your shows, assholes. That's the show's, like... Like, mission statement, it's like, it's fucking corner, like, it's thesis statement is, Earth is the only people who are sensible and the world is full, like, the whole show is super xenophobic and very, like, uh, God, what's the word I want? Just isolationist. There you go, yeah. Everyone, like, foreigners are bad and don't tolerate other people's things. And there's there's a point in this episode where they beam these religious guys on and... 
they say, uh, well, our religion says don't uh, uh, scans are intrusive and please don't do medical scans. And that's how they smuggle their explosives on board to be suicide bombers. Mm. So basically the lesson there is, uh, well, Enterprise made a mistake respecting their beliefs because it almost got them killed. Yeah. So really? make sure make sure anytime, anytime someone visits you, you thoroughly scan them for weapons. I, but also, like... We were wrong to just respect their beliefs. That was mm-hmm. bad. Of yeah, us. that too. Don't don't do that again. Ugh. And it's like this show. I keep hearing from certain people how Discovery is so not Star Trek, and we'll get into that in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. But this show is the most un-Star Trek of all. I mean, everything about all the characters, all the decisions they make, the fundamental principles they're fighting for are just opposite of everything else in every other Star Trek. Yeah, like. The, the whole idea of the Federation is a bunch of races coming together despite their differences to make each other better. Yeah, but we don't have a Federation yet, so I guess you can be a little more not like that, but this show, like, ugh. All I know is that every species we meet is an asshole. Like, the Vulcans yeah. are assholes, the Andorians are assholes. Yeah, and it feels Fucking... by design. It feels like the message is, why explore? Everyone's a dick. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't go outside. Everyone's just going to yell at you and try and blow up your ship. And how is how does this lead to the Federation where everyone does get along? It yeah. It makes sense. Like, I cannot, as of this episode, and I mean, we've still got like a season and a half to go. Yeah, but, but we're like, 60, 70% done, something like that. Like, we're pretty well through the series. Like, I just cannot see the map that leads to, like, these guys uniting with these other races to, like, form this big government. Like, No, and I know that's a big part of season four. They're going to fix that a little bit. Well, and I mean, you know, I'll believe it when I see it, I guess, but like... No, I know know they have stories that deal with that specifically. I don't know if they succeed, but I know that they realized, oh shit, yeah, we do need to start talking about Andorians and Tellarites and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if they'll do it right, but they will try to do it. Yeah. All right, well... We'll see. Yeah. But, that actually leads me to my bad thing. Sure. So, we keep hearing about season four, and how good it's supposed to be. Uh, when when Brandon Braga's finally kicked to the curb and they bring on Manny Cotto as the the uh, showrunner. So far, this guy has written two episodes that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one and Similitude. That does not Ugh. bode well for the promised land of season four. This guy is not no. a good writer from these two examples. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. I. You know, who knows? I mean, like, maybe his first couple were duds. I mean, not everything Ron Moore wrote was great and he was great. Sure. I mean, but like, I Possible. this one was not good, and I, I hated similitude. Yeah, I know you did. I thought it was dumb, but you very passionate against it. Mm. This one just felt like phoned in, like, and and it's one of those when you look on Memory Alpha, you're like, okay, maybe they don't like it. Maybe it was a mistake. No, he pats himself on the back. Well, I yeah. tried to say some heavy shit with this, and I succeeded. Good <sighs> job, me. Yeah. Give me the keys. I can run this thing. Yeah, I don't fucking. This just seems so. Again, just so of its time. and yeah, But it was not, like, yeah. let's be real here, it was not a good time. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And the whole the whole thing about Star Trek, the thing everyone says about Star Trek, mm-hmm. I've maintained that it's not very good at this, but the whole thing about Star Trek is supposed to be that they're talking about the tough issues in a, in a sci-fi allegory way. Sure. Like, original Trek did a few times say Vietnam was wrong and mm-hmm. that was hard to say on TV. I'll give him credit for that. Well, and also the, the like the, the bringing in non-white people is still like, yeah, it's a, that, that's a huge uh, deal. Yes. Yes, it was. However, Gene usually gets credit for that and that's bullshit. Oh, I'm not One giving the, it to, I am not giving it to Gene, but I am no, no, no. the show itself. No, like, but, but that's what I'm saying. No, 
Uh, this is one of the things I learned reading the 50 year mission. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, diverse crew was largely the idea of the network mm-hmm. because, um, and you know, he's, a, we know he's a monster now, but back in the day, Bill Cosby was a big rising star mm-hmm. and, uh, I spy was a very popular show with a white spy and a black spy. And they're like, you know what? People are starting to get into this, like not just white people on TV. Why don't you guys throw in some non-white people? It's mm-hmm. good for ratings. Cause I spy's working like that. That was NBC's idea. Like, usually it's the evil suits who are saying, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And you assume the creative people are trying to push for the right thing. But in this case, no, it was, they were, they were fine with it. Right. So that's, it's just, it's hard to give the show credit for being like, you know, uh, progressive mm-hmm. when, when the network said, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, but really, they should be using science fiction to, you know, like talk about what's going on. Like Battlestar Galactica did a way better job of this. Oh God, Yes. When, because that talked a lot about post nine eleven, like uh, tendency to torture. Oh yeah, they did torture. They did suicide bomb. All of that stuff. And yeah, that, that show, show was great. Would, uh, that show would lead you to think they were right to do awful things, and then make you stop and say, "Jesus, what did I just like? Yeah, why did I just agree with this monster? Yeah, the show has not done that, and I doubt it ever will. Mm-hmm. It just, ugh. and actually, that's my good thing. Is the bad guy has mm-hmm. this whole we're not so different, you and I speech, which, ugh. but it's actually pretty spot on. Uh huh. Archer has a lot in common with a religious extremist who doesn't respect other people's beliefs and has no moral compass. Mm-hmm. He would literally do anything, no matter how reckless, to get exactly what he wants. He is a lot like this evil guy. Mm-hmm. So that's all. Ugh. Ugh. Did you manage to find a good thing? Yeah, Flox throws a bat at the guy to stop him at one point. Hilarious. Yeah, that was all right. He I, does have... Oh, go ahead. I j- there's a dude in Flox's uh, sick bay who's, like, uh, guarding him. He's doing uh, surgery on someone who's going to die. Mm-hmm. I forget who. Oh, it's the guys that got taken out in the suicide bomb attack. A bunch of them are injured, and he's working on them. And at one point uh, during the whole uh, the whole jailbreak sequence at the end of the episode, Flox distracts the guy by throwing a bat at him. Yep. Have we talked about those bats before? Because they feel like dick bats. Uh, no, I'd agree with that. They're purple. They're not big enough, but they're definitely could, that could definitely be a uh, like a baby a, or a, yeah, it's a baby dick bat, like a pygmy dick bat. But yeah, it could be. I, uh, plus, uh, with Filmation's wildly, like, terrible off-scale, off-color models, like, sometimes oh. dickbats were tiny. Oh, listen, dickbats could be, you know, who knows what su- what size dickbats are. They could change when the, the shot changes. Yeah. Because sometimes they're in the foreground and they look huge, and then suddenly they're next to Kirk's head and they're, like, this big. Yeah. You, you so can't see, but I'm, I'm. it's not very big. Trust me, it's very big. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, that would make me happy if they were dickbats, that's mm-hmm. all. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, I mean, the animated series wasn't very good, but it was better than this. Uh huh. It was shorter, at least. Well, also that. Yeah, this just uh, uh, there was nothing, not one original sentiment in this. Yeah, it felt like. I mean, we say this every week, but it felt like a a bunch of other episodes. Can I just like? There's a there's a moment in this episode, right? The the first suicide bomber. Uh, they basically, they have, like, these little badges, right? Mm-hmm. And they take them off, and they stab themselves in the wrist. And then they get filled with, like, these weird, thick blue veins that go up to their head, and then they explode. 
So there's a scene where this dude does this. He drops to his knees and he starts turning blue and like exploding. And we see this rando crew member just walk past and just sort of stop and stare at him. And all I can think huh, is, this is interesting. Hey, that's weird. And all I can think huh. is, you know, call sick bay or something like. Yeah, I, I the impression I got, I actually kind of liked. Mm. I can see how that looks stupid. Like, I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong, but to me, it felt like actually a rare instance of someone respecting someone's belief. Like, mm. well, this looks stupid, but I guess it's their dumb religion. So whatever. I don't know. People start changing color. I call like I call for I, help. That's the thing. Aliens are weird. They should oh, be weird. Yeah. And you, you're not going to understand everything they're doing. And that's I'm fine with that. Absolutely true. But that's but, not a position the show ever takes. So you're probably I, right. I would rather have like. Oh, yeah. Have, err on the side op- of caution. I would rather have an awkward conversation afterwards about how I disrespected their prayer than, you know, the guy just fucking die in the middle of a corridor. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's but all. also, yeah, no. And what was like, so they worship the dumb, like the, the spheres, which I yeah. like the spheres. I, I've maintained that's <laughs> the best thing I've found this season so far is some dumb metal balls. That's oh, all they I got. got. A, they get a cool design. Yeah. And I like the idea that there's a bunch of them all through the expanse and they mm. don't know what they're for. That's kind of neat. Mm. But these guys think they're from God or whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like that that would have been fine in the 60s, but. That seems uh, weird to me just because it's, it's not like the Zindi are like hard to find. They're everywhere. But space is big. Mm. And the Zindi are hiding. That's also true. So between those two, the, the expanse is huge. Mm. And. The Zindi don't want to be found, so no, I I get that. All right, but the um they they just plus I imagine these guys are not hugely warp capable. They're probably only in a couple of systems or whatever. Yeah, putting around in their little uh, space speed boats. Yeah, Did someone say boat. No, I trip. haven't said anything in a while. <laughs> he hasn't. He's barely been in either of these. It's it, my only uh, line. Like they, that's so dumb. Like. Mm-hmm. It's it was a played out idea in science fiction in the sixties, but especially in two thousand three. Come on, guys. Yeah. Oh, they think the machines are magic and their god left them. Okay. All right, cool. I guess with laying and eggs all over the place. And that fucking that that ending. That that oh, but look at the folly of war. Our whole planet is wrecked. Shut up. Yeah. Ugh. Once again, war is bad. Oh. But torture is good. Uh-huh. Well, torture stops war. Mm, the ne- I guess. The, the and, means and rock beats scissors, so there's the, that. The ends justify the means, Al. No matter what, if we can stop I mean, a war, we'll torture people all day long. If there's one thing I've learned about uh, Dad Bod Archer, it's that. <laughs> Look, Star Trek is very clear about this: the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. That's why we need to torture the few. To save the many. It's very simple. Spock basically said it, and he is Star Trek. I guess that's true. God, the words are like a turd in my mouth. Blah. <laughs> I can almost picture one of the writers in the writing room saying something like that, though. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I did. I, I, I mocked this in the summary, but I actually kind of thought tricking them into thinking the transporter killed him was vaguely clever. That's not bad, just because, like, it's technology they've never heard of, and you can totally just be, look, we killed a box. Yeah, this this just vaporizes you so your atoms are gone and it's painless and quick. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, okay. And I, it was one of the times where I didn't mind, like, whenever they use it as an escape hatch, I hate it because it's like, you said you can't really use it. 
Yeah. In this case, it was an emergency, and it's a like was an interesting use of it, and it yeah, was no. kind of clever. And I'll give them a little bit of credit. For yeah. It. No, that's fine. Look, man, when they do they do good or interesting stuff, we might as well call it out. Yeah. I you know anytime Archer thinks of something that isn't stupid, mm. we gotta give him credit. It's so rare. Yeah. So yeah, but but this is really like this is the thing I've complained about time and time and time again. It's mm-hmm. every alien species we meet where the main focus is them and what happens to them. And it's someone we've never met and we'll never meet. It's so hard to care. Yeah. Like if you want to get us invested in the aliens POV, either make them great or make them at least someone we've seen before. If, if Shran shows up again, mm-hmm. I'm interested in what happens to him. Cause now I'm invested. Cause I've seen him before. Yeah. But these guys, we know we're never going to hear of these guys again. They're terrible. Yeah. And so the whole episode was about what will happen to them. Who cares? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't like any of these guys. But it's it's basic writing to make yeah. the audience care, to get them on the side of who the story's about. Yeah. And they, they fail to do that when they drop an alien race on us we've never heard of before. Yeah. And uh, just... Uh, yeah, no, exactly. Weird noises that aren't sentences. I completely agree. <laughs> also, that abortion plot went nowhere. Oh, yeah, because, like... I mean, uh, like I said, I'm glad, Yeah, but... Uh, if you want to talk about things uh, Star Trek handle will handle with tact, like... I mean, that's a hard conversation to have in the actual world, so I can't imagine yeah, what a bunch exactly. of hack writers with no sense of subtlety would do. Uh-huh. But uh, the thing is, this woman shows up in sickbay, and she's like, I want to have a procedure, and they mention it once, and, uh, like, after that, and that's yeah. it. It never comes up again. No, and there's a... Like, Go ahead. But, it's, no, someone mentions that she wants to terminate the pregnancy, and that's it. Like, Yeah, she doesn't want to bring a baby into this horrible thing we have. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that could be interesting in the right hands. These aren't the right hands, but that could be interesting. And it just, they I mean, never bring like, it up again. No, it's 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 supposed to be the reason why the, these guys turn against their, uh, their um, the, the, the other uh, yeah. extremist guys. But, like, we don't, like, it's really just sort of shoved out of the way really quickly. Yeah, it's and like, it feels oh, like too big of an issue to just drop. Here's another hot button issue of the day, but uh, nah, never mind. Mm. God, I hate this show so much. Yeah, I, I've said it before, and I will probably say it again. This is no kidding, the worst show I have ever watched on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, there's plenty of things I've accidentally started watching, but, but to continue to no, I was thinking about yeah. this after you mentioned. I'm like, well, the worst show I've ever had to watch. I think on purpose is an important qualifier because there's yeah. plenty of worse things that I've seen. This isn't the worst show ever, mm-hmm. but is the worst thing I've pro- like had prolonged exposure to without giving up. I used We're to so- watch I used to watch Home Improvement, but I liked it then. So that's the thing. It's I, and okay. Never mind that I think this is objectively bad in a lot of very quantifiable ways. Just mm. just just from a subjective point, from a I'm not enjoying it point. Yeah. There's nothing I've watched and not enjoyed for so long. Yeah. There's plenty of bad things that I like. We all have that. Oh, sure. You watch them ironically or you just say, fuck it, this is fun. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like, I, I like Riverdale. I said that earlier. It's <laughs> not good, but it's fun. And it, I think it knows what it is. Oh, yeah. And it's exactly what it means to be. And I kind of enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But I would not come on this show and defend the writing. No. Because it's not good. But the show, it doesn't know what it wants to be. It takes itself too seriously. And I just can't, 
I can't find anyone to latch on to. I can't find anything yeah. interesting or I just ugh. it's and it never gets better. No, it's it every week just waiting for something to not suck and it just God. And I I mean, would you say it's gotten worse? Yeah. I would I say it's it gotten obviously worse. Like season three has just been down and down and down. Yeah, I don't think we've had one good episode in season three so far, yeah. and we're at the halfway point. I think we've done twelve episodes so far. And I try to like is it just me? Is it like am I like like just expecting more bad episodes at this point? And I don't think that's what it is. Well, I do think that's part of it, but I also think because we've seen so many bad episodes that when a glimmer of something good happens, it really both of us sit up yeah. and take notice. Yeah, absolutely. Like, every now and then, we've only gotten two or three of these in the whole course of the show, but when they happen, we're both like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. this doesn't actually suck. Yeah. I, I want anything, really. I would love it. Like, with Voyager, I went in thinking, ah, this is probably going to not be good, and then good things happened, and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, we I'm mostly, willing to be. I wouldn't say we turned around on Voyager, but... I liked it coming out of the end. I liked it way more than I expected to. My my assumptions were challenged and a lot of the things I thought I would like, I didn't and vice versa. And yep. Like watching it changed my opinion. Mm-hmm. This just like nothing about this show is any different than what I thought it was. Yeah. It's exactly what I. It is actually worse than what I expected going in. Uh, no, I figured it would be about this bad. What I said going in was that it did a bunch of heavy-handed 9-11 stuff, and they had mm-hmm. a bunch of bland characters I didn't care about. And yeah. That's pretty much it. Well, you also watched it for, like, a season before you... I did, but cleverly star- escaped. I mean, I mean let's, be, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. There's a lot I like about Discovery, but I think in retrospect, when that show is done or several seasons down the line, we'll look back at season one and say, that was a shaky start. Mm-hmm. Like, I think most Star Trek shows have this problem. Like, that's just... That's fine. Like, I was willing to give it longer than season one. Sure. With Discovery, I feel like there's all the pieces there for a great show, and they're not quite there yet. That's my personal opinion. I know you're more into it than I am, and we'll talk about that soon. That is true. But I think when that show, I know it's going to come together, Mm -hmm. and we're going to look back. Like, even you will look back and say, yeah, I still like season one okay, but then it got way better. Yeah. Well, because here's hope. that's, That's just how Star Trek rolls. And I thought Enterprise might get better, and it didn't. It got worse. Yeah. It continues to get worse week after week. Yeah. Anything else? No. All right. Uh, Oh, wait. Yes. Okay. (laughs) One last thing. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, after they flood the ship with the radiation that's going to deactivate the suicide bombs, Uh uh, Archer and Malcolm are in uh, uh, the engine room. And they get attacked by a dude who pulls out of the thing and suicide bombs himself. And Malcolm, who's holding a large gun, just sort of stands there and watches. Uh-huh. And all I can think to myself is like, yeah, you guys, you guys might have released the gas. I would shoot him anyway. Yeah. You just assume your, your technological solution is 100% effective. Malcolm, you have literally one job. Shoot yep. well. Mm-hmm. He's not very good at it. No. Sorry, I there was has... distracted by a bum. I will say that we've gotten none of Malcolm the Creep this season because we've gotten no Malcolm no, at all. He hasn't done anything this year no, at they, all. I mean, I mean, we go on and on about how Travis and, and then Hoshi are both kind of marginalized. And now Malcolm's in that group. Like, it's all about T'Pol, Tripp, and Archer and yeah. nobody else. Occasionally you get some flocks, but those three, yeah. nothing. 
Like there's been more Porthos in the last couple of episodes than there's been Travis or Hoshi yeah, or Malcolm. Absolutely. And look, I love that little dog, but fucking come on. I'm not look look, it's a good dog. Yeah. It's a very, very good dog. He's a good boy. I yeah. did not come to Star Trek to watch the adventures of a dog. No, the dog is there for set dressing like like yeah. uh, Data's cat was. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a fun little prop. Mm-hmm. It's not like the what the show is about. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, All right. I do not have a quote. I choose to abstain from providing a quote for religious reasons. Fair enough. And those religious reasons are I do not believe this show is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got an alternate title? Issues of the Day circa 2003. Yeah, that's about right. Mine was, uh, can this be our last battlefield for real this time? Please. Because the, the, the end of this very much reminded me of Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. With, oh, uh, sure. Frank Gorshin and the other guy, they go to their planet and it's wrecked. And it's like, oh, but war, what, what, what cost war? Let that be your last battlefield, Frank Gorshin. Yeah. Stop running like that. You look like an idiot. <laughs> uh, so that's all for this time. Yep. Uh, our friend Brian will be joining us next week. That'll be good. Excellent. Um, let's see. Let's, let's plug some things. We got a video game hard. that just came oh. out. Yeah, we do. The Adventures of Nick and Willikins. It is delightful. It is free. Yep. Uh, for, for PC and Mac, you can go to nickandwillikins.com or pinheadgames.com and download it. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt and I wrote it. Uh, we voiced it along with some very um, talented voice people that we know. Yep. Uh, artwork, beautiful artwork by it is uh, ridiculous Fred Stressing how and Meg this Casey. Looks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vishal Bardwaj uh, contributed some stuff. Uh, yep. Gregory Dickens contributed some stuff. A lot of, lot of very talented people involved. Absolutely. Um, please check it out. It's hard to get an indie game notice these days, mm -hmm. and just the, the market is so flooded. And I, I can't be objective about a thing that we made. Like, I can't be. Yeah. But I do think the quality is higher than you typically see in a free game. Mm -hmm. Like, typically a game with this much work put into it, it, it costs some money. And yeah. this doesn't. So just just check it out if you could, please. Give it, we, give it a look. very, very proud of it. Yeah. Uh, postomichord.com is our website. Postomichord at Gmail is our email address. Uh, we, we love to hear from you. Yep. Uh, we have a Tumblr, postomichord.tumblr.com. Uh, what else? Uh... Oh, uh, Twitter. I am at Algar. He is at Robot Matt. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? Al does another mm -hmm. podcast. I'll, I'll tell him about it. Oh, God, I do so many podcasts. Which one do you mean? I oh, do the uh, one with Amanda called We're Trying, where we go and do things. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also do a comedic uh, soap opera called Contentment Corner, which yeah. I'm also very proud of. A lot of great voice actors, a lot of local Seattle talent involved with that. It's actually wrapping up soon. We're working on the last few episodes now. And yeah. uh, so if you're sort of like, because it is kind of a continuing story. So if you're a binge listener type, this would be a good time to just sort of grab it all up and listen to it in one big piece. Mm -hmm. That's at uh, contentmentcorner.com. It's on iTunes. Uh, think that's it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we have definitely locked in on a date for our first episode of Discovery live show. Yes. We'll be doing it here in Seattle at the Pocket Theater, um, mm -hmm. June 30th. Yeah. Um, and more details to come, but we want to turn this into a big celebration. A, we're finally finished with the Rick Berman era of Star Trek. We are 15 episodes away from having finished all of Star Trek. It's a yep. big, exciting moment for us, and we want people to be there and be a part of it. Yes. So... Check that out. Yep. And I think that's all for this week. That's everything. Uh, see you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2018. Please don't sue us. We're 
We're, we're still just doing this. 